welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, good news! Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? I am... yes. Good. Good. What, what are you? What? What are you? What are we in for, Palpatine? Chancellor Palpatine? What is, what is happening? Oh, I don't know. The Force is strong with you. <laughs> Once more, the galaxy. Uh, what? Hey, Brandon. Um. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Colin, draw <laughs> your lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Fill your uh, destiny. Okay, I'm just gonna go back on mute then. I guess. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. What? Yes. Hello. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Really. Shocking. Surprising. Hmm. Whole lot hmm. of nothing. I don't really see <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. What about you? Hmm. It's been been a good week. Been so far. Been interesting. Um, we're starting to get a little bit busier with some dogs. Um, oh. So as people are venturing out more and more, we are getting busier and busier which is good um still nowhere near where we were this time last year but well i mean yes but... <laughs> it'd be kind of scary i guess if we were but um yeah that'd be weird that'd be a <laughs> yeah. De- definitely unexpected <laughs> so that's been good but one of the side effects of this is i don't know if i talked about it here or not but uh one of my projects since we didn't have any dogs was to get a nice backyard grass growing Yes. Um, and how'd that work? Yeah. yeah. Well, now we've got amazing grass. And now mm-hmm. uh, now I have another project is to keep that grass nice. And it's almost as. Uh, <laughs> it's oh like, my gosh. It's like, he's, now, he's turning into dad. Now I yeah, don't right? want to right. <laughs> The descent <laughs> continues, right? It like, does. Uh, it really. Into weird. dadness. Like, oh my gosh, the yard, the grass. Like, I don't, it's fine. Yeah. So now, yeah, because it's like... about once a month fertilizing it and stood off the grass, keep the dogs off the yard. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, I do, got... you, do you like freak out if you see a dandelion and like, or, so, or so we don't have, drives? Don't, don't have any dandelions. If somebody yes. is driving in my backyard, something has gone horribly wrong. That's all I'll say. Listen, dandelion. <laughs> it's fine. Aaron's gonna drive by your house and just blow dandelions at your house. <laughs> well, and and just... part, of this, part of this too. Part of this too is um, uh, we worked so hard on our backyard that now I walk out and I see our front yard and I'm like, oh, well, this doesn't look nice either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take that front yard. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, who cares was, about like, you? The yard that people cool. see. I know. And I was going, why didn't I do that? Because it would be the easiest one because nobody walks on it. It gets a lot more sun. Like, it's smaller. Was, it's like, smaller. <laughs> this, was, this was really not well thought out. <laughs> I mean, now you like 
know how to do it because you did the bigger one first. So it's going to be easier this way. I guess. Right? I guess. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. So that's, uh, yeah, that's been, it's been fun. And I'm going, um, going to meet up with Kyle and Kevin tomorrow to go hike some, uh, some property that oh right the wood the yeah. wood the wood that they may be getting so it'll be fun ah. yeah go. in the pouring rain <laughs> yes it is supposed to it's <laughs> raining here now spoiler mm-hmm. so it's already going to be it's going to be real damp very damp I have, I have very soggy boots, so your your socks are going to be soggy yeah mm. well and we were like well we could I really wanted to try and go today, but we were some scheduling stuff, and I really wanted to go today because it's going to rain like for the next week and a half. Yes, and so, but in Kyle and Sam were like, "Well, we've got a babysitter all lined out. We don't want to cancel." And I was like, oh, "Look, I get it. I'm fine with going. It's just we're gonna get wet, just so everyone is made abundantly clear. Yeah, just, so, <laughs> just so you know, there's no getting out of this. Not." Not soaked. <laughs> like, yeah, just as long as you're happening. aware of that fact, you know yeah. it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been kind of fun. All right, mm-hmm. Aaron, you been doing anything? Just honestly, like, just lots of work. I I had a late one yesterday, and so my uh. My sleep schedule's kinda of little thrown off, but I, I was I was about working on that until about ten. Huh. So right. yeah, so I, I honestly just been working like all the time. So right. this is I'll be off of call Monday. Um so hopefully oh, okay. as crazy. Everything will be back to normal, but I, I kinda got a little slammed this week with, with work, so I'm just like this is fine. <laughs> I'm fine. This is this is good. Um, yeah, just I mean, work and work, and then some relaxing this weekend. But I, I got I got to work some more, and then uh, Shelby's coming back tomorrow, so I got to uh, from down down south, and so oh yeah, I got to. I mean, everything I've been picked up, but like I said, that that fern has. It's caused more taking over more damage and so i i had to revacuum a lot of things i know but but other than that that's that's honestly all i've been doing nice craziness very nice i've been doing nothing let's be honest i've just been sitting at home school is now officially over so uh, like and now I really have nothing to do. Like, oh no! <laughs> like, dude, to do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just sitting now. Dang. Did they were they doing any summer school programs or any word on uh, that? They are going to. So they have decided that June first through the twenty sixth, I think, is going to be summer school, but. That's all the information that I know currently. Uh, I don't know. They have no idea how many. That's what Susan was working on all week this week was trying to get, like, figured out who would want to come, how many. 
so they know what grades teachers and everything would want to in the informal survey a very small number of people said yes summer school sounds like a great idea not surprising so if they have it it, it sounds like it's gonna be quite limited because they'll still have it because they'll you know that they can still they still want to have because they can serve lunch all through summer school uh-huh. right uh <laughs> the program that we have for lunches is kind of the same an extension of what they had been doing anyway as uh, anybody under the age of 18 can come get lunch at school during mm. summer school okay right so yeah. it doesn't matter you can just come and get lunch so they that's one of the reasons they want to have some summer school right uh i don't know other than that i don't know usually our summer school like kindergarten first grade pretty full after that meh you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. eh. so i don't know uh exactly what the rest of it looks like other than they are planning on having summer school but i don't i haven't heard anything else about how many people what's gonna what's gonna be so hmm. don't know no. Yeah, that's not a decision that I would want to be tasked with trying to make. I mean, cause yeah. that's just, you know, so much is yeah. I know they were trying to like figure out how much uh like outdoor class they can have, you know, cuz we have lots of areas outside school where people could go, okay, this class can go outside over here. This class can go outside over there. Uh but like you were talking about, June is very rainy. Um, and so <laughs> that that would be a problem. Uh, so we'll just, I don't know, exactly the plan. So we'll see more to come. If one of my friends works it, I'll let you know, because they didn't ask me. I don't usually work summer school anymore. So like oh. they have a list. Right, because there, there's a certain group of people that like always wants to work summer school, so they are on the like you they like get asked first list, right? Oh, right. Uh, for the last, I used to work all the time as like an aide because that was right. really fun. I liked working right. as an aide, so I always worked as an aide. But ever since I became a teacher, I stayed away from summer school. I don't really have a need for somebody that wants to teach older kids. One year they're like, "Hey, we have an opening in second grade," and I was like, <laughs> "You know what? I, I'm real busy all of a sudden, and I've I can't got, <laughs> got bamboo to shove underneath my fingernails yeah, all got, summer long." Uh, <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't really, I don't really like the small children. <laughs> uh, so, like, there, yeah, there was one year they're like, "Hey, we have a second grade opening," and I was like, mm. You know, I'm. I'll substitute for you. And that'll be it. like. So they called me. I've substituted. Like I substituted last year, a couple of days. Went in, did some subbing stuff. So that was nice. But the rest of it's kind of not very exciting. <laughs> so especially if it's first graders or second graders, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> that'll start. That's supposed to start June first. But we'll see what that looks like when that happens so 
But the other bonus is they should have already been like doing my classroom. <laughs> so it should get done earlier than normal. So maybe I can go in there at some point and start like doing stuff, like getting it put back together, kind of doing just like basic planning things for next year, getting the like sequence set out for the first month or so. Just so that's done, not to worry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Since last year was my first year, it was kind of like, or my first year in sixth grade, rather. My it was kind of like, what are we gonna do next? Uh, this like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I have like a billion notes laid out of like what I did, what was good, what was totally abort that mission. Don't ever do that one again, right? right. <clears throat> So I'm going to go through my first, at least first unit and be like, okay, these are all the things I did kind of lay them out in order. Like, is this order good? Was this bad? Do I need to shift it around a little bit? Stuff like that. Especially for uh, social studies. Because the science stuff went pretty good. I kind of know what was good on that already. Because I already did some work on that. But the social studies one, I got to be like, oh, okay. Let's cut this out. Let's add this. Let's make this better, like that kind of stuff. So I need to do that kind of thing. All that's on my school computer and everything. So uh, someday I'll get to go back in there and mess with that and clean up my room. Because they, they, uh, for those of you who don't know, at the end of every school year, basically they take all the junk out of my classroom. They come in and they strip the floor clean everything and then like wax seal the floor again like every year they do this to keep the tile fresh keep everything clean everything um so this year with the oh by the way school's out tomorrow (laughs) i didn't really ever have any time to like clean my room at the end of the year let's be honest that is a vague term when it comes to me anyway but like this year more so than ever i was like okay well uh i'm gonna just take all this stuff and throw it on top of this shelf that i know is not going anywhere (laughs) (laughs) so i have i have things like thrown everywhere so i need to go (laughs) and go in and like get it back down did they did they ever What'd you ever do with all those rocks that you had? Did those get squirreled back away and taken care uh, of? Some of them did. Uh, the rest of them I took outside and put them in the creek. Oh, you, you released they... them back to their yeah, natural I, habitat? Yeah, I released them back to their natural habitat. Good. That's. Uh, I was going to say, the Department of Con- you know, they do have regulations on how those yes, can Yeah, so we kept them inside for a while on that huge paper, right? <laughs> uh, some of the kids were like, hey, can I take this little rock home? I was like, yes, go. Uh, <laughs> Your parents are like, why am I kid ever? It's they like geology, okay? It's great. They love it. So yeah, the rest of them I repatriated out to the the stream out front. So I do need to go out to that stream because <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of stuff where we talk about like sediment and the kids have like they always have this confused look on their face when I'm talking about sediment. And so I have some collection jars and that little creek down there has just like tons of sediment in the bottom of it so i just need to Mm -hmm. go out there and just scoop it out a little bit so i can have some i have jars that was one of those things i was going to do at the end of the year and then they were like you're going home oh oh, okay so that didn't quite get done so collect sediment 
another thing I need to do on my list just for demonstration things, just so we can have stuff to look at and talk about. Other than that, this week I've been sitting at home playing video games. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that is all. Hmm. Like a pretty, not a bad week. I mean, it, it's not. But no, it's just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> my sleep schedule, man. Oh my gosh, what is what is sleep? What is happening? Oh no! What's happening oh, no. in my life? I can't. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Some days that I'm just takes... like sitting here. It's like two thirty in the morning. I'm like. Mm. Oh no! Well, dang it! <laughs> that takes a, and that takes a while to get back. That's the other yeah, thing too. It really, it's, like, it's really whenever I have to go back in August, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, come in the first day of school at seven o'clock." I'm gonna be like, "Oh no, <laughs> dead, <laughs> physically incapable of moving." <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> so. That's yeah, that's a little rough, but trying to get that just at this point, I'm just like, well, there's nothing to do, nothing to fight it. I might as well just. And then, of course, the dog alarm at like five o'clock in the morning is like, guess who needs to go to the bathroom? Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you did get the memo that I was, I didn't plan very well for yeah. this. Yeah, Chuck, oh, Chuck, what are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, old dogs gotta do what they gotta do, so you gotta. You know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. We we're sitting our uh, our oldest dog. Uh, her name is Jules. She is a beagle mix, and she is sixteen. Oh man. <clears throat> yes, and. She's real tiny because she's a beagle, like a mix, and everyone thinks she's a puppy. And I'm like, mm. if you would watch how she walks in this very stilted, stiff like, leg, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am old and tired. <clears throat> They're like, oh, how you know, oh, what a cute little puppy. And I'm like, eh, well, eh. <laughs> she, and she's. They say that about Chuck too because it's a, yeah. it's a size thing. He's not a very big boy, yeah. so like I'm like, oh, look at the cute little puppy. I'm like, hmm. He's cute. <laughs> Got that part right. Sure. <laughs> and he's little, but he's old man dog. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, we were for work, uh, some fun stuff. We've been, uh, shining oh, your yeah. hog boots. <clears throat> Shiny. No, no, I did. I saw that email and I clicked delete really uh, fast. Oh, I, I read what you were talking about the other week. I read an article online that the Missouri Conservation Department is they're doing a survey about bear season. Mm-hmm. They're it's all like, coming. hey, people oh. that live south of I-44, mostly. Yeah. Uh, Would you, do you have a gun? Are you interested in shooting yeah. something new? <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting. Like, <laughs> they were like, oh, it was all these numbers about bear population. And some of the numbers I went, oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's the bigger number than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's a lot. It's not like huge, but you're like, oh, okay. Well, there we go. Well, yeah, but it will be soon because 
that is an apex predator uh-huh. right like there's nothing else that's going to hunt a bear sure right well unfortunately fortunately yeah and it's what's unfortunate is that, they just don't, is that they just don't have a lot of deer or anything to eat or berries yeah. in the yeah no no yeah if yeah. only missouri had a an extreme problem with deer overpopulation. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> had that. So, oh, Oopsie. so I, I have, a, this is going to go off in a couple like rants. Um, oh, I love it. But, That's what this but, whole show is about. It's real That's bad. what people tune in for. <laughs> this is, that is what people tune in for. Um, so, Random topic. No, I'll, I'll just start with the first one. The, uh, the legislation just in, adjourned legislative session just ended as far as like budgets and stuff for the year guess how much the government the the missouri uh government approved for the department of conservation to spend on land acquisitions zero dollars no oh all right one dollar what what one dollar why do you even do that I don't think they are legally allowed to say zero dollars. Um, oh, they have think to. They, it, they they have to allocate something. I think. I think. Other otherwise, it was meant as a very clear, uh, like shot across the bow of probably next time it'll be zero. But there are some. There are some um, of our wonderful uh, Missouri representatives that view the department buying land as government interference and uh oh, right of course and uh, in, impeding on locals rights to do what they want with their land so what yeah which is which is very frustrating because <laughs> that's like the best way to perform conservation is to buy land <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and conserve it and so and amongst uh, many other things that came down the pipe uh with the department and the legislation, they were not nice to the department this year. Um, mostly they're punishing them because of hogs and they're trying to really cripple the, uh, the department for, um, for everything that they're trying to do with hogs. Um, like and, kill them. Well, but remember what we've talked about, people don't like that. And they think the department is doing a money grab for this and that uh, it's all a farce. And it's not science based. And so, if they were doing a money grab, they would have held a lottery, said five hundred dollars, enter for unlimited hog culling ability. Right. Get your ticket now. Right. That's what they would have done if they were doing a money grab. They would have been like, "Hey, <laughs> they would not have done." Okay, three quarters of the department is going to do work on hogs, and we will spend all of our money on hogs yeah that's not yeah like, they wouldn't because, be spending money because they would that's be trying not to how, make it <laughs> people don't understand how the budget works like when you get federal grant money you don't get to pocket that like that's a tit for oh, tat thing you have, you have to, to show it. that you yeah you have, well most of the time you have to show that you've already spent it oh, yeah. to get reimbursed for it because <laughs> otherwise that they don't like that they don't wait it becomes <laughs> It's a net zero, and which is so frustrating yeah. to people who don't understand how those programs work. It's not a here's a billion dollars. Let to me have. Know more, right? Yeah, no. To just like it's, it's look a, at you, they Scrooge account McDuck it, away. Yeah, they account by hour by hour what you're doing when you're doing that stuff. 
And yeah. which means you as the employee are getting paid for that. And you were, the department is only reimbursed for that money that they yeah. paid you for equipment that they, you know, have to buy, replace, get new, whatever. Like it's a net zero. And yet people think, oh, they're making out, they look at this, look at this, you know, $10 million grant or whatever they got. Look at that, the money that they're, they're getting because they're spending that much. Like, don't you, yeah, you, know, that's... you don't. <clears throat> And so there's some people that just don't understand funding, uh, which is crazy because they're on, they sit on the <laughs> House budget committees uh, for the state, um, which is. Well, <laughs> let me tell you a little something about committees. <laughs> certain committees that nobody wants to be on. Mm-hmm. And they just have to be like, you, committee. Right. And so you get these people in the committees that are like, what is this? Where am right. I? What is happening? <laughs> well, and, you know, so there's that's kind of that's how they work in some areas. Like, there's like one guy that he's been on it for a million years. He's like really likes it and stuff. And there's like five other people that just showed up because they needed more than one person on the committee. Right. And they're like, you committee. And they're like, uh, what is uh, this? But see, I don't get that feeling of people who are, uh, on house committees like i don't know some of them are maybe maybe but i just or they go i need to be on a committee because i have to be (laughs) resume building at literally all times because i have to be yeah yeah Uh, i guess blah 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 constituent blah 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 blah. like i don't know yeah but we 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 got like the most defeated um email from our um uh oh gosh what's her name um our director about about the uh about the legislative session i mean it was just like one you know one thing after the other of like bad news and where all things are trying to do and it's just Again, I don't understand people's mindsets for well. For that. I don't. I don't understand the mindset of people in the government that say things like, "You don't need government." Wait, <laughs> right? That's like their whole thing. Like, you don't need government telling you what to do. Okay, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Well, oh, I'm the. I'm here to tell the government person in to... the government. Right. Oh, so you like. That weird feedback loop that happens is sometimes like really confusing, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anybody else sees that. But like, there is <laughs> it's like government's bad. You don't need government, and these are people in the government telling you that. Like, but mm-hmm. that that means that your job is oh, is bad. bad. But then you mm-hmm. want me to elect you to your mm-hmm. job. Do you yeah. you don't make any sense right now? You know only that way, right? only way. <laughs> When I say government's bad, I mean the other way. All the government, other not me. Yeah. Not, but when I'm in government, government's yeah, good. Right. And you're like, that's a dictatorship. I see, right? That's where you start going. I'm the you only know, one who knows how to run this around here. I am the only one who knows how to good. If everyone just yeah. did exactly what I said, we'd be fine. I'm like, that's that's a little Again, bit there different are, government structure. There are certain people in the government where you go, okay, let me just play out this in game. 
right? If we take this all the way out to the natural conclusion, you know, that's ridiculous, right? Like, stop it. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. That would just, that would just has been, oh, when I saw that news, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Because there are lots, like, what people don't understand, again, is that it's not like, that money that we use to purchase goes to pur- purchasing conservation easements so people can keep their farms, right? So there is a situation down in Douglas County right now where someone has a big, massive stream crossing going across part of Bryant Creek, and they are losing tons of like, like yards and yards and yards of, of a hay field upstream of oh, it. Oh, yeah. So we have said, hey, the way we were going to approach this was, hey, look, if we, if you are willing to sit 100 feet back of that, from that stream and plant trees into an easement, we will, can come in and actually buy that easement from you so you get payment for that land, and we will pay for the crossing to be replaced. Now, the only way we can do that is if we have money in land acquisition. Yeah, to buy the, yeah. So this person, now we have to go to and say, the, the, <laughs> the, the people who think they know better um, said that we aren't supposed to spend money on buying land because it's bad. So you have to we, buy, buy to your field. Right. And it's like yeah. those kind those kind of situations, because all people think of is, is the department expanding conservation areas. That's all they think about. They all, all they think about it is buying another tract of land to add to a conservation thing. And which, again, I'm obviously on board on. And I think that's great. They don't see those kind of smaller transactions that take place. Uh, and that gets really like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. there's. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard when you have a state that is like all like a billion percent agriculture right mm. like i mean that's oh oh my oh my god that's just oh what it is in missouri even though even though you don't think about missouri as being a big agriculture state because it doesn't right. really fit the mold of like an indiana or nebraska. an iowa right. <clears throat> nebraska right the farms are not as large yeah. right there's a right. lot of smaller more numerous i mean until you get to southeast missouri and sure like i mean but far, farming farming, farming in the far, farming hay in the ozarks yeah looks I mean, very yeah. different than anywhere else and yeah it's just, and that is a technically a farm because that a that's farm. a that's a crop that people need big money and don't well, get is. started and oh it's my gosh important oh. though because there was a few years ago like when it was a couple of years ago it was real droughty right and droughts for a couple of years in a row hey there was no hay Right. People could not feed cattle. It was not right. Like, yep. Couldn't do it. There was no was hay big. because there was one yeah. cut, maybe, right. and it was bad. And, they, what? and so there was no, <laughs> you know. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of farms, the wonderful Missouri Farm Bureau, which is just an interesting organization, they really are, re- released <laughs> a video this week saying that. The reason, one of the biggest problems facing landowners, which they mean farmers, in Missouri is, yes, is, is stream bank erosion. And I was like, oh. I mean, that's I, true. I deal, I deal with stream bank erosion. Okay, let's hear what your video has to say. 
and they <laughs> starting back because of the Clean Water Act, we were no longer able to to do the practices that we used to do. And so now our banks are eroding faster and more frequently and we're losing ground. And so we need to be able to do the practices that we used to do and maintain and, and get our land back. Do you want to know how people used to treat streams? <laughs> yes, please, please okay. just go ahead. So if there's a stream about the concrete they just used to dump in there and say, look, it's done now. <laughs> uh, they used to do concrete. They also do what we called a Detroit riprap, whereas they would use uh, <laughs> aircraft carrier cable to string old cars together. That Yes, I've the, seen that. That the specs, the specs that you did this did not say whether you were supposed to drain any fluids from them or not. And I guarantee you nobody did. And you would drive pikes deep into the stream bank and lay the string of cars i've seen pictures of that a bunch of old i saw pictures of it was it was old cars from like a junkyard that had been like half crushed mm -hmm. and they were flipped they were on their roofs roofs on the slammed bank. into the stream bank so they were at like mm -hmm. this just ungodly angle like a 55 degree angle like yep. implanted in the side of this bank mm -hmm. and then like yep. Yep, they used to yeah. do that. Man, also... you know what I want in my water? All that iron and heavy metals from the rusting are... car. Hey, they're natural. They came from the earth, from dust to dust. Um, they also... You know uh, what else is natural? What? Arsenic. Well, see? Mercury. You know, mm, I think... Yummy. I that's think what... that you just need to have a more holistic idea. That's, um, what, that's my comeback to all, all, the, all the people that say, oh, it can't be bad for you because it's natural. They say, oh. Right. Mercury is natural. Right. Um, they also, also you would go, so if you stand on a stream bank, over time, streams wiggle back and forth across their floodplain. That's natural, right? They wiggle, yes. wiggle, wiggle. Um, however, if you're a farmer, that means that in your lifetime, the, tr the, the stream never like comes and goes. It typically just comes towards you. <laughs> or goes away. Yes. It only goes, goes in one away. direction. Yes. So if you're a farmer and the stream's coming to to towards you, what do you do? You go, well, I've got a tractor. And I've got a plow, so I'm just going to move it back, move the channel back to over to where it was before. Yeah. And, and you just keep straightening the channel over and over and over and over again, which actually increases erosion and increases it sedimentation. Does. Because um, that, that dirt is now disturbed. And, and moving somewhere else. It's, got, it's been aerated. So well, there is well, yeah. air pockets in there that make it more susceptible to being carried away by a river. Right. And do they ever plant trees after they do that? No. They yeah. just put rock or, or grout. That's a, that's a favorite. Is just grout directly on dirt. Um, and then the other thing that they talked about was that, well, we can't get in and remove the gravel, and it's the gravel that's building up in the streams, and then the water can't go anywhere, and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and I, it's like, I understand what you're trying to say here, but, but the gravel... You know the water moves that gravel, right? It just goes... Whoosh, yes, the right. water, water, <laughs> moves the, water moves the problem. Right. And, and actually, the gravel that we're seeing in our streams right now are the result of all of the logging in the Ozarks that happened 120 years ago. Yeah, it was like not the 1800s. Because, you know? not, not because of anything that happened 10 years ago or anything else. All the gravel, like, here's, I mean, our listeners will have no idea what this is. But next time <laughs> we're at dad's property, let's go down into the ravines and see all the rock that's there. It'll take about 100, 120 years for it to reach all the way down into the main channel of the Finlay. <clears throat> and because dad's way up in that watershed. I was going to say, so our dad's house is probably four miles from the Finley River. 
Yeah. Uh, is that accurate? If you go it's, down I mean, that linear. road, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, for linear miles, for uh, river miles, that number is going to be bigger. Considerably. Because that creek goes a weird way around. But it's, I mean, if you were to go straight shot, you're probably four to five miles from the Finley River. Mm-hmm. And all that water, all that stuff that's way up in the tops of the watershed, way up in those high fingers, it takes yeah. a long time for that to reach the main channel. And yeah. effects that happen in the channel take a long time to reach way up into those tributaries and so the results that we're seeing right now are the results of bad management practices a hundred years ago and Mm. and all of the interim extreme grievances and pillaging that's happened to the landscape since then it just keeps (laughs) piling on top of one another so to to, to, so to say oh all all of this happened because of that 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 darn clean water act yeah it's it's like let me let me farmers i have a i have a i have a story for you let me tell you the story of Monette, Missouri. Okay. <laughs> Here is the story of a town built in the late 1800s as a railroad depot. <laughs> a town which runs next to Kelly Creek. So, the town said, man, this creek sure is nice, but it's kind of in the way of our railroad track. And so, they moved the creek bank, right? They moved the creek channel to the south uh, of the railroad track. And then they put in Broadway Street, the main street, downtown Monette Broadway runs right through there. Um, <clears throat> they did this 100 years ago, right? Um, what, what has a tendency to happen, uh, especially a few years ago, it, it floods. So it rains. Kelly Creek goes over its banks and it goes to where it used to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is right in the middle of Broadway. <laughs> yep. And this because... this road gets feet of water in it. Well, and th- yeah, and that's they, the, because the, they <sighs> because they were like, "Oh, yo, I, this is in the way. Let's just move the creek over there. It'll be fine." Nope. Nope. Kelly Creek says, "Nope." I don't want to be over there. I'm going to be here <laughs> now. Sorry, Monet Times newspaper office. Boom. Flooded. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Again. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah. just now, they are doing a new thing where they are taking out stuff to the south of Broadway and, like, revitalizing it, re, like, naturalizing it i guess they're doing yeah. like they're making it into more of a floodplain area and like planting yes. stuff and kind of redesigning it because over there now because that was the heart of the old industrial so it's like concrete slabs and brick buildings <laughs> yeah and that's what it is so they're moving all that out yeah and trying to do rework this area this big triangle of land because the flooding down there is so, so. bad and yeah. the erosion on that new bank, if you go look at it, it's just like six feet of vertical, open, exposed dirt. Because that's just what, it just rips it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's what, you know, people, it, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive in a lot of the ways of how streams and, and pl- floodplains respond to human activity. But to boil it down to the simplest, like, takeaway is just the more monkeying you do with a stream <laughs> the worse, the worse your problem just ask the army corps 
what they have to do to maintain the Mississippi shipping channels. Oh, my right. gosh. Like, no. just ask them, because they installed huge, huge, you don't like, 100-yard-long wing dikes out into the river 100 years ago, 80 years ago, to mm. rebuild whole swaths of land to narrow the channel so that it would self-scour. And now they've got to maintain that. And now, and now that's one of the reasons why the flooding is so bad is because they narrowed the channel of the Mississippi River so that it would be for shipping. It'd be a yeah. faster, swifter water to make shipping faster. And now you've got to, you, those flooding is the consequence of that. It's not because of anything else, just straight up. Like we get more water more frequently and we have more damaged channels than we ever had before. Yeah. And well, the they did that. Just, they did the same thing in the Delta, right? In yeah, the Delta, yeah, they just yeah. went, they just went, oh, let's just cut this big straight channel. Yeah. Straight so they cut easy. these, they cut these enormous, like dead straight channels <laughs> through the Delta. Very and, well engineered straight lines. Yes. Beautifully drawn straight lines. Euclid would be very proud. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> the problem is, that means that all the seawater just comes straight up the channel mm -hmm. and it just kills all the vegetation mm -hmm. dead. So well, yeah. now the, the, the tertiary uh, thing you have to deal with now is all of that very lively, dense, lush vegetation was a naturally occurring hurricane break. Yeah. Right. And now it's all dead and it's just mm -hmm. flat ground between the hurricane and like towns everything like yeah. absolutely nothing to slow flood surge or anything just like blap done right like, well and part of that <laughs> part of that too i mean if you most of us have experienced this um if you have a hose and it's all spread out and you turn it on full blast what happens to the very end of it as the water comes out it waves back and forth yeah. Right. That's what the Mississippi does in the Delta. What used to go back and forth, constantly <laughs> yeah. depositing, de depositing the sediment that you're going to show your students into the Delta, continually growing and expanding. It's not doing that anymore. And so the Delta is shrinking in size as sediment mm -hmm. is no longer being able to make it through the whole area. Yeah. And so, yeah, you get And I was just uh, earlier in the year, I was reading an article about some of the last uh, remaining um, French uh, Creoles uh, native there that lived on these islands. Yes. You know, they, have, that they were can't stay there anymore. Finally having to evacuate because over like 70% of the land. And, mm -hmm. and yet that's, you know, due to rising water. It's also due to land sinking because it's not being replenished, right? Like yes, you have both of these things are in effect at the same simultaneously, time. Simultaneously, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's just. It's fun. It's real fun. And that was, that was, those were my two big gripes uh, in that Farm Bureau one. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there, uh. If you are enjoying listening to the show, share it with a friend. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Oh Brother Podcast. And if you want to see all of the links for this show and all the other ones, as well as full transcripts, I know, right? Visit obrotherpodcast.com for that and so much more. Anyway, um, hey guys, good news. That's right. 
the Dacia Sendero 2021 what? is coming out. Ah, ah. that's what you did there. Ah. All right, all right, all right. Is that available for sale in the U.S.? Did you buy a new car too soon? No. Is that what you're telling well, me? I, I think you're you telling you me that have... the, the pride of Romania, the Dacia Sendero. <laughs> um, what named I... for, na- side note, named for the R- Romania back, uh, the, the, one of the tribes that lived there during Roman times was the Dacians, right? So they are mm-hmm. native people to that area of Eastern Europe. So the Dacians uh, inhabited that area. So. That's one of the reasons. That's where that name comes from. The Dacia Sendero. Sorry, continue. Romania's no. pride, Dacia Sendero. James Dacia May's Sendero. favorite car. And, <laughs> and our transition into this segment with my uh, one of my leading news uh, news articles. It's, it's, it's from earlier in the year, but the 2021 Dacia Sendero has been spied in uh, some snowy parts of Europe back in the winter um, with possibly sporting a new tablet-like infotainment center, but I'm very sorry to inform you that it still has drum brakes in the back. (laughs) Wow. Hey, you know, there... You got to keep cost down somewhere. If you're going to you know, have a tablet, what did you say? Infotainment center? Is that a word? Is that a word that tablet, you came up with? Tablet-like infotainment center, which is the most non-exciting way to describe a touchscreen in the middle of your car. I think touchscreen is fine. I think infotainment. Yeah, kind I'm of just saying that out loud kind of hurts me, right? I think that Oh, is it does it still come in brown uh you know i don't i don't think they've released or did they like uh, do that weird thing where they like camo wrap it in like a weird yeah it's the camo wrapped is it uh, one that they that they were spying on so you can't see it's it's new but you totally can see it like i don't yeah like like wow i have no idea toyota did that with that the new supra that came out yeah all these pictures that leaked online were like the new Supra, but it was like wrapped in like a weird black and white camo thing. And you're like, I don't, I could still see that. I don't, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's to like hide certain body lines and stuff, but like, it just seems really goofy because it's like driving on a road and you're like, but that's, that just looks silly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it shares some of the same underpinnings as the Clio. And I think we all know that the Clio is pretty cool on a hatchback. So, uh, <laughs> also not available in the U.S. No. due to uh, emission standards, I believe it's pretty. Is, yes, yeah, it does not is, meet our emission standard. Which is, yeah, the uh, the French are like, nah, no, yeah. we why? Uh, why the, would I be? Why would I be bothered? The Renault Clio. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to me to think that this has been made since to the. Um, the Dacia scenario for those of us, for those, for, for those of you listening who have no idea why this is funny. Uh, and I hate to explain the joke, but you know, inside jokes, uh, top gear, James may love Dacia. Good news. Sendero. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's crazy that this thing has been in production since 2007 and it's only on its third generation of model. Hey, you know, you gotta stick with what works. You know that is right. this is true. Yeah, this I mean, is true. 
Volkswagen Beetle looked the same forever. So I was fine. And I guess, I guess, you know, Porsche 911 does too. So still looks the same. Right. Still the Porsche looks. 911, still, some would say, the first design generation. Right. First design. <laughs> still, still first generation. It's crazy. Third name, going strong. Like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yes. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so what other kind of good news things did you guys have or funny things that you've enjoyed? Oh, man. <laughs> um, hold on let me pull it up here because i have one aaron did you have one am i taking your turn um no you can go ahead and go okay. mine, mine weren't as as extravagant as oh okay <laughs> <clears throat> all right listen up aaron did you know that norway is set to excavate its first viking burial ship in more than a hundred years hey boom so what there is, uh, they generally don't like to do this, right? There are a few of these Viking ships in Oslo in the Museum of Cultural History. Uh, one extraordinary, like all close to perfectly preserved ship that you can go and look at. Right. right? It's, really, it's uh, really cool. So some of them, they're buried as part of funerary rites for Vikings. Mm. Uh, this particular one, who I can't quite remember where it is uh the gerstad viking ship there we go that's my attempt at pronunciating a norwegian word um <clears throat> they're going to excavate it starting next month in june wow right so there's this big sh- they, they kind of noticed that it is the one of the big reasons they decide to excavate it is it is uh, to quote this article being ravaged by fungus right so there's some fungus that have gotten to the wood <clears throat> finally after x number of years of being buried a bit, a bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they don't they don't exactly know what time period this ship comes from so that's another reason that they're kind of excited to excavate it the last viking ship that they actually excavated i believe was 1906 or thereabouts okay i could be slightly wrong on that date but it was around that time right and the other two were before that right so late 1800s wow oh yeah 1868 1880 and the last one was 1904 excuse me um so this is the first time they're going to be excavating a ship using any sort of modern techniques that's that's insane to think about yeah right so they're they're hoping that they can learn a lot about viking ship design and kind Mm -hmm. of where this ship falls in the timeline because uh like they the design changes subtly over the years you know what i mean so there's a kind of like a a typology of viking ships right Mm -hmm. for a lack of a better term so if you can place this ship somewhere, like based on the features that it has, like how is the keel, what's the, you know, the the draft look like, all that stuff, you can kind of place it in a timeline and get a fairly accurate representation of when this burial took place. Um, then also what else is in this burial, right? Because only super important people were buried with ships. So some mm-hmm. sort of king, assumably 
is there. Uh, unknown other artifacts are in there as well. So they kind of want to dig this up <clears throat> to preserve it uh, from fungal degradation and also just to kind of learn <clears throat> more about that time period and just see what's down there. But I thought it was crazy that it's going to be the first one undertaken with any sort of modern archaeological digging at all. Wow. So like mm -hmm. there's going to be some cool stuff. So they're supposed to be starting in June, right? The university's good to go in Norway. They got everything laid out so sometime in mid June this is supposed to happen. So do you do you still have the link to that? I do. I'll share it in the text message. Oh, uh, sweet. In a little while. And <laughs> I will make sure that we include all of the things discussed in this in our show notes. Yes, so that's why I'll text them so they have this. So yeah, I, I had two articles that kind of say the same thing. One is from like Norway and the other one is from like the, what is this, Gizmodo or whatever. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I was kind of excited about that. And it's just something to keep an eye on because I think trying to find the actual date that they said they were going to do it. But yeah, it's going to be soon. So it's going to be, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's neat. So looking forward to that. So keep yeah. well, well, we will continue to be updated on yeah, it just says here in June. So <clears throat> on the new excavated ship uh in Norway. Viking ship in Norway. So boom. There we go. Thanks. <laughs> okay. That is good news. That's it is good exciting. news. I think it's exciting yeah. news. I think it's cool. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's it'll I have one that's kind of weirdly in juxtaposition to that, that I just from, from one end to the other. So Aaron, what's, what's yours? What are yours? I don't know. You can Brandon, did you have more? I have another one if we have time. So, I, okay, sure. Aaron, um, yeah, Aaron. I mean, my, my week has been absolutely chaotic with, with families and cases. And so, you know, I, I kind of had to look more, you know, eternally, with some things that you know are like are good news, uh, so they're not like worldly news by any means. They're not as as uh, extravagant as you know the Viking ships being. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, being excavated or a Daisy Sandero. Um, <laughs> my mine's kind of more more personal. Um, you know, the the big one. You know. Shelby's coming back after two weeks of being gone. Um, That's and then, and then I guess the other good news. I don't know if it's like good, good news, but it's just like it makes me happy. So that's all that really matters. That is um, the number one classification for good the, news. That is what this um, challenge was. <laughs> uh, there was a new uh, DLC that came out with a game that I truly enjoy uh, for Warhammer 2 Total War. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've been. I literally like it came out literally today. Nice. I was like, oh man, <laughs> let's go. And then I like it I was working on a case late and I was like, all right, man, this is oh, this is gonna be so cool. And I literally just loaded it and then I had to do this. So I got nah. a chance to play like maybe Sorry. a <laughs> <feel> minute. Bad. <laughs> but I was like, oh man, it's out. This is so cool. And I was like, but it's ready to go though. Yeah, yes, but my laptop is also very important. old, and so it's it fine. might it might take a wee bit. It's fine. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it likes to be exercised. No, this yeah, is good but... news. DLC and video games are very important, mm -hmm. especially during so, this time. Especially was, uh, during this time. 
that that was my um oh those are good news newsness this is good news and the return of shelby is always good news yeah definitely good so mm-hmm. excellent right Absolutely. dang yeah, but that, those are all my uh newses newsies good ones yeah yeah i think th- uh my my next and, and last one uh it's just interesting that uh brandon you 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 had the uh the hundred year old you know the the viking ship because my mine one was the uh actually in six days uh spacex is launching uh nasa astronauts to the international space station and it's the oh. first time it's the private industry's first manned i think it's the first manned uh connection with the international space station they've done unmanned uh yeah, drop supply of car- yeah. supplies and cargo but i i think um yeah yep so it's it's the uh launched uh the last time they traveled wait a minute uh Oh, so 2011 was the last time they launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida and where astronauts left from that. And now this time they're traveling on private companies between SpaceX and Boeing's joint venture with uh, astronauts to the space station. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, because they've been going from Russia, right? Yes. All the American astronauts have been going up from Russia in those big Soyuz rockets, yeah? Yes, yeah. So they've been... um, they this is the first time it'll be back from back on the uh the US soil um not being done by NASA but NASA trained astronauts in private companies equipment and machines which i think is just fascinating it's very and fascinating. really cool because space is awesome and uh That's true it is. We need to this kind of stuff needs to be happening like more and like i already know that there's a lot of work that goes into this and these people like right but like on the scale of how long we the timeline since we've been into space uh it's just like every time this something like this happens it's so exciting that okay now we're we're still doing this we're still doing interested in these ventures and it's worthwhile i feel like uh and just cool so i do too mostly because of the cool factor but especially because my four-year-old daughter wants to be a ballerina astronaut so we need to get on this perfect get on this spacex (laughs) i have a little girl's dreams to help out here and uh so more space missions space ballerina i like it that is what she wants wants to be because she can because it's fun to imagine how much you can twirl yes infinite just infinite (laughs) twirling 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 forever right And yeah, so that's that's something that made me made me happy. It was just funny. No, that is cool because there is a lot of cool things, especially that are like pot, like that are theoretically possible, but they're just too cost ineffective, right? Mm -hmm. Because as we know, everything comes down to cost. So like, there's tons of stuff that is like theoretically possible that could happen, that could be going on, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just not for a variety of reasons people don't think there's value in it people don't want to put the money in that area mm-hmm. <clears throat> right uh so there's yeah. tons of really cool things because in theory we could be on two planets in a moon like right now like we have technology available that it could 
we could do that. We could if we yeah, right. if we want to. We could be on yeah. our moon, Mars, moon. and Venus right now. Right. I mean, not on Venus necessarily, but around uh, around there are no, there are some really cool NASA has these plans. I don't know if you've ever seen these. Right. <clears throat> there are four basically what look like giant airships flying through the Venusian atmosphere because it's so dense. Right. There's it's like cloud so city, much I guess. heavy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Cloud City on Venus. Yeah. That's theoretically <laughs> possible to happen. Well, and so part of part How of why cool I found that? part <laughs> of why I found this news exciting is because this is one of the first this is the first test, right, of 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 a manned space from you know with all the pieces put together they've been testing the falcon heavy nine rockets and all this stuff yeah. independently or whatever doing payload runs and now they're doing the manned crews the the uh the, Fal- the falcon nine rockets are reusable which is a which is awesome because they can yes. you know self self land and all that stuff too and that's cool so things. wild every time i watch which one of those it things, is, like, oh it my is gosh insane. what the heck insane and so it it really like if this can get off the ground and if this is successful like it just means there are going to be more of these because it's just getting easier and easier with each time. Yeah. And so that those kind of Mars moons, you know, like those kind of things become, okay, now let's take that next step, next step, yeah. next step. Well, because that's the next barrier, right? The, the first barrier is ease to getting out of atmosphere. Yes. Right. Yeah. The second, the second thing that really holds it back is the speed at which you can travel in space. Mm-hmm. Right, like the technology that we have to do that is not like the best. Right? right, there are, again, there are other theoretical things like ion thrusters and all these things that 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 could work. We just don't have them because they're not tested and they're very expensive to develop that technology. So, but that would be the next thing: is how do, how do I get from here to the moon faster now? Right, right. How do I make, how do I reduce that travel time through a variety of things? Right. Especially if you have like bigger craft that just stay in orbit and kind of act as shuttles between these things. And you use these other rockets, these lifting technologies to just get to the orbit to them and then they go. So that way you have like, you don't have to have one thing that does everything. Right kind of makes it divide that workload and it makes it more efficient really that would be cool right. though right spaceport okay. but come on mm-hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> so yep that was uh that was my 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 last my last one there that's a pretty good one pretty good one uh my last one <clears throat> bringing it back a little more terrestrial for you is the National Film and Sound Archive of Australia has just, I believe I saw this for the first time yesterday, um, <clears throat> discovered new unseen footage of Benjamin. Uh, of course, Benjamin, the last known Tasmanian tiger in captivity. So this is, foot- this is footage... Oh. That is newly discovered has been digitized with sound uh, from September seventh, nineteen thirty six. Oh my god! Of gosh. him in 
the zoo in Hobart, Tasmania. Right. So this is the last known thylacine in captivity. He died. He unfortunately died in captivity due to an accident. Uh, the door to his enclosure was not open. And it was too cold outside. And he died. Oh. Right. So this is how he died in captivity. The last known confirmed thylacine ever. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Now, this wow. is this is cool, number one. Yeah. Because I, thylacines are very fascinating to me. Yeah. Right? They're extremely interesting. Not only because they're just like a cool animal. Right. Yeah, well, like to watch them move is they're just... so weird, right? Yeah. They look so crazy. And this is this is just a 21 second clip. It's basically like part of a zoo tour documentary thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like 21 seconds of on his enclosure, just checking him out. He's just pacing around, walking around back and forth, just seeing him walk and move and how he moves his head and stuff. It's so weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> so interesting. Uh, so that's it's really cool. Uh, the other reason that thylacines continue to fascinate me is the fact that like every once in a while you hear these reports that people see them. Right. right. Is this that that animal that's like I don't really buy into a lot of the other stuff, but like that one, you're like mm, maybe though, because part of me like desperately like wants it to be alive somewhere still. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just sad that off. it's just sad that it gets lumped in with the other cryptozoology of like of Bigfoot and all these yeah, other no. things of like no we can talk about thylacine. Bigfoot another time. That episode is coming probably because I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> oh no! But oh no! <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it, it is sad that it gets lumped in there because it was alive in 1936, right? Oh, we know geez. it was alive. But we killed it mm-hmm. because it was eating the sheep. They just killed them all. Right, because right. they, they wanted sheep. So, I mean, sheep, sheep ranching in Australia is big business. Man. Well, yes. Uh, it's a big yes, <laughs> business. It, it is. Uh, even back then, it's still big business now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So... But every once in a while, like there's universities in Australia that are like, hey, we're looking for it. Mm. You know what I mean? And so like, I don't know if it's because they're yeah. like, you know, and you would think that if a university was like spending money to go do that, that's like legitimate. Right. Right. Like, it's mm. not. It's not like, oh, you know, the University of Stanford is not going out looking for Bigfoot. I know that, but like <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. That's true. They might be. Who knows? See, uh, but it's just cool. I just like to like read about people that go out and look for them. There's one guy that's actually going soon. The guy that found the tortoise last year. What's his name? The the tortoise in the Galapagos Islands that hadn't been seen in the oh forever. the last one. Um, uh... yeah, him. He's yeah. going to look uh in actually he's going i think i saw somewhere he's going to northern australia and possibly like borneo Mm. because a long time ago that was connected right so going up in there checking it out so australia's a big empty place man so maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere you know that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'd forgotten about the uh, Fernandian, Fernandian giant tortoise. Yeah. 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 
And the guy, the guy's name was Waco Tunia or Tapia or something. I don't know. That's not who I was thinking of. Oh, uh, hold on. What's this guy's name? Forrest Galante. Forrest Galante. That guy. Okay. Yeah. He is okay. he is going. Gotcha. Right. He's the he's the grandson or something of the dude that rediscovered the coelacanth. Oh really? I believe oh. that's accurate. I might be. You know. That might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere that that's him. He's related to that guy. So, yes, a... his his grandfather Gerald uh, Summerfield was involved in in, uh, in the... the guy that was involved in proving that that was still alive. So he's got a you know he does this kind of thing all the time for fun. Sure. Right? It's what he yeah. does. Goes and looks for Why extinct not? animals. Uh, he's going to do that. So who knows? That's exciting. Who knows? <laughs> Excited but, for this. I am too. I just like those. Because that's one of those things that you see. Because other like animals are like, oh, no, dude, look at this. You look at the picture and you go, dude, that picture is terrible. Right. Get out of here. What are you looking at? Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen some pictures that like Australian Bushmen have taken of like a, an alleged Tasmanian tiger. And you kind of go. Um. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's going, Ugh. well, I <laughs> was going to dismiss that outright, but um, I can't quite do that. So I mean, they're a very, they're a very distinctive animal. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> they are. sometimes there are some pictures where you go, I, no, you, there's no way you can actually tell what that is. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple that I've seen that this make me kind of go. Eh? Eh? Okay. okay. Got me interested. What? I'm. I'm intrigued now. Okay. I yeah. wasn't before, but now I'm in. Right. I am. So mm. this is just more. Number one, it's kind of a, it's just cool. Right. Yeah. That there's a <clears throat> new footage of a thylacine around. Right. Um, who knows? There could be more old footage out there somewhere waiting to be found of these. Well, zoos you know, the, somewhere. Right. And that's the thing of, of the, what's so cool about archives is that they keep stuff around. What's not so cool about archives is that surfacing that stuff is, is really so hard, hard, right? It's It's in a box somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I mean, I got a taste a little bit of that when I was doing research, when I was down in Texas and I visited the Texas natural history collection and I was taking photos and like, they're trying to digitize their fish, uh, uh, um, they're trying the to digitize, yeah, their fish catalog, their fish specimen. And at the, but just like, how do you even start whenever you have 300 plus thousand like billion fish in jars? <laughs> yeah, right. Because, because, you know, you're like, okay, this jar is only 12 ounces of liquid, but it's got 700, you know, juvenile whatever in it, you know, spotted bass. And you're like, oh, oh, well, this is going to take a while. So yeah, it's a, one of my things of like, okay, thank you for letting me come down here and use your facility and your really nice camera. In kind, I will, instead of just photographing the specimen that I want, I will photograph all of the specimen for the species. In this area, yeah. Yeah, right. So that's what I did. I was down there for a week and I just eight hours a day took photos of fish for a whole week. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh boy. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Which was, you know, again, it was fine, and they needed it, and I well, yeah, needed they do it, need so it, and so might as well just, do it. Because but it you again. think of faces like the Smithsonian that oh have. My gosh, that's so. Who know? Who knows? They don't even know what they, they don't have. even know. Right. They right. have warehouses <laughs> offside of that place or whatever. They have like have storerooms, and they have. They have no idea what's in there. Right. <clears throat> Right. right, and who would who would have thought to have looked in the National Film and Sound Archive of Australia for a thylacine clip? Right, who? Yeah, like right. So. <laughs> and there were at one point in lots of other zoos, like around the world. Mm-hmm. So there could be there could be video archives of footage of that in the Smithsonian. Right, right? <laughs> it's in yeah. some cardboard box. Yeah. Right, it's like end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, it's what right. looks what I'm imagining right now. Well, like, and then just a big box somewhere then, and there's an eight millimeter because <laughs> yeah, someone goes reel. okay we'll just go just go search for it okay well in order to search for that you have oh, to in God. real time oh, yeah. re-watch the video clips yeah. like, you just have to do that there's no way to automate that you just have to press play and sit and cross your arm and take notes about what you see on this film yeah and, well i mean that's how you have to digitize it right you just have yeah. to play it in real time run it yeah. through the thing in real time <laughs> right it's exactly what they do and then you know it's just like so I even know the department is desperately trying to do that of, of pull a lot of their slides and a lot of their old footage and get it digitized and archived. And so they have one archivist in Jeff city that that's all they do. They just, they're not even, they're not even restoring stuff. They're just trying to capture. I mean, that comes right next, now. right? You gotta... Yeah. Yeah. Or that you have to set that stuff aside. Like this stuff is messed up. We'll put it over here for now. We'll like preserve it the best we can in its current state, and then we'll have to come back to it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Right. Kind of triage it, almost. So, hopefully, somewhere more Tasmanian tiger footage. <laughs> more to come. Right. More yes. to come. Yeah.